back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with rot. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. I couldn't tell at first. I mean, it didn't. So what the head nod was for? I didn't hear the head, see the head nod. Anyway, hi everybody. I am Lady Stars of Fire. You're listening to Other One's Dreams. And the grumpy plus over there is Hill Hippie. Fuck off! I love you too. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm in an echo. It feels really weird. So that's why I wasn't sure if everything was right. Anyway. Better? Thank you. Yes. I was like, something doesn't sound or feel right in my ears. That's why I was like, okay, dokie. So anyway, today we were going to be discussing um, Mayborn. Maven. There's actually four different pronunciations of it. Pronunciations. It's Only Mayburn. one is right. Well, it says it's Mayburn. It says it's Maybone. Mayburn. Maybun. Not Maybun. Maybone. Mabin. B-O-N-E. Bone. Yeah, no. Phonetically. I'm reading the way it's, it says it right there. I don't care what they say. They're wrong. I don't care what you say. I'm taking what I'm reading. Well, <laughs> your source people, sucks. Different people, around, different people around the world may pronounce it in different ways, Smarty Purchase. He- hello. Have we met? I don't care. Love you, too. Have we met? Yes. Have you not <laughs> met me? <laughs> <laughs> Who's right? I don't care what you think. <laughs> no, it's not what I think. It's what I can prove. Okay, so let's go all across. That's our new thing. We're going to go all across the world, and we're going to ask, how do you pronounce this? doesn't matter uh, how the rest of the world <laughs> pronounces it. It matters where it comes from. It matters from. how you pronounce it. No, it matters <laughs> where the word come from. I'm just saying what I was reading off of here. You know what my name is, uh, how it's pronounced in Japanese? No. My original God-given name is Devon. In Japanese, it's Debun. Okay. That doesn't make it right. No, my name is not Debun. It's <laughs> Devon. So, therefore, you have to take the word from its phonetic source and its cultural source. Mabin. Okay. And, again, if somebody was trying to call you by name and they did not know how to pronounce it over in Japan, that's, that's their, how they would call it. That's their fault, and I wouldn't answer. And they wouldn't know how to pronounce it properly because they hadn't spoken to you. We're not teaching incorrectness. We're not teaching anything if you're not willing to be open-minded enough to realize there's other people in the world that pronounce it the other way. <laughs> If there's anyone in this uh, listening Don't audience... do you guys love how we just fight? We're like, fuck it, we're just going to go with it. If there's anyone in this audience who li- uh, who speaks anything other than English, they're listening to the uh, to the wrong show. <laughs> well, my point was, is I Boom. was taking off of their Smarty Bridges. That's called the mic drop, but we're not mi- dropping mics because they're too expensive to actually drop. <laughs> I gotcha. But anyway... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, as you can tell, we are a lot like a brother and sister. We fight all the time. This is how our normal life goes. <laughs> Other names that are acceptable are Harvest Tide, Harvest Home, and Fest of the Ingathering. Or the Second Harvest Festival, the yes. Wine Harvest Festival, the Festival, I mean, Feast of Avalon. Mm-hmm. And then I have like three more I can't even pretend to pronounce. Winter Finding. Winter Finding. Because this actually, that would speak more to me. This would be the like preparation for coming into winter. Hey, I'm uh, taking okay. from the crap that I'm reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because this is, okay, you guys have heard me say before when I do the shows, when we're doing the shows on the different uh, holidays, like the pagan holidays or Wiccan holidays, however you want to look at it, that um, I'm not always the biggest party goer of the rituals and the ideas of following. You're not a festival goer. Yeah, no, no. It's not even that I'm a festival goer. I don't necessarily always, certain rituals, certain holidays, just, it's not that they don't pertain to me. It's just, they're they're not my thing. I, they're not an area where, I don't want to say I shouldn't celebrate it, but it's just not sacred to me in the in those ways. As we get into the winter ones, they're more of the sacred ones to me. Mm. Um, and I, I think that has to do with, I have a lot of underworld issues. I mean, like, as far as, like, they dealing make with shadow. You know what I mean? But, like, dealing with shadow, dealing with going inside and, and dealing with your Freezing. true selves. <laughs> So, and when we get into the darker period, when we come into that colder period, for me, this would be more of those areas that are more sacred to me, <laughs> these festivals. You know what? Fuck right off. <laughs> you are just digging that hole deeper and deeper. No, I'm just going to quit talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying this is when we're coming more into the time of when... I don't know. It's it's a different level of myself, a different level of my truth that I'm able to discover and bring forward that I just can't do during the summer. That's why it's just not the summer festivals. And when it starts to warm back up, just it doesn't work for me. Those holidays are more away from who and what I am. See, where I'm the exact opposite. Of course. The, uh, the, cold, <laughs> the cold winter festivals. Fuck right off. I, I want nothing to do with them. I'm a happy as a clam hibernating up in my cave and just being like, hey, fuck this shit. I'm going to get fat and sassy. <laughs> fat and Where sassy. in the summer, I'm uh, the spring, the spring hits and I'm like out, must be out, must be out, must be doing something until the fall. And even right now, you know, fall's officially about to start. And it's still 90 degrees outside. Or, I'm sorry, it hit, what, 85 today. That's still pretty God-blessed warm for the fall. Yeah. So, until it gets cold enough to where I, you know, it's... When it doesn't re... I get outside the 40s, that's when I'm like, okay, time to go into the cave, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't know. For me, we're, well, we've always been opposite. Like I said, brother, sister, everything backwards, we... Right. We fight about everything. Anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> 
All right. So this is also a time of when we are experiencing and celebrating the autumn equinox. Mm-hmm. In general, it divides the day and the night equally. See, this is when I start to get into, like I always say, the horn gods and into the green man. And this is when the forest starts so, to speak so to me. I don't know why. <laughs> that's, so what you're saying is this is when you get horny. No, no. You're into the horned gods. But for me, that's... Phrasing! You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the autumn equinox. Equinox. It de- e- equinox. I love you. Mm-hmm. As you say it through gritted teeth. It was like balls of fire coming out of my eyes. <laughs> Thank God I have my asbestos underwear. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It speaks to us of, you know, day and night being equal. I'm paying, <laughs> and we take a moment to pay respects to the impending darkness that is coming. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get back on subject, but I'm just. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Bear, would you just knock him down for me? <laughs> Whose side do you think he's on? I know, but he loves me. He's come to love me. He's like, you're still an asshole, but he <clears throat> loves me. <laughs> Not as much as he loves me. Yes, but he will knock you down when you're fucking up. Yeah, but I'm not at the moment, so. Well, I need to have a conversation with Bear. <laughs> well, he's right behind you. And he's about ready to smack, so keep going. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> we also are giving thanks to the waning sunlight as we store our harvest for the year for our year of crops. The druids also call it aw crap. I can't. No, they that. did not call it aw crap. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was realizing I'm gonna i I'm gonna fuck that up. It's like mean hen. Anyway, it's ma- honoring the ma- green man. Ma- spell it. M E A like Ma N Mahan Full. Maher. That's, that's not spell it. I've been studying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been studying Gaelic. I'm I'm trying to F O M A. I mean M H A I R. Okay, start from the beginning. There's two words. M E A hyphen N. Mon. F O hyphen M H A I R. Second word again. F-O hyphen M-H-A-I-R. Fire. 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 Well, that's just weird how that says yeah, fire. Any double <laughs> any <clears throat> any double vowels you uh, you do not pronounce the first one. Well, I know. I, I mean, you're the one studying it, so I, I have faith in you. I mean, fine. But no, it no, just sounds and looks you, so weird. <laughs> pronounce the consonants and uh, take that little tidbit into that second word 
and it's fire. So monfire? Monfire. <laughs> okay. It honors the green man. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm going I'm going you know what? Either I don't I'm not even gonna go there. I'm 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 very warm on the backside of me, like as if I'm standing in fire. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because when I look up at the picture you put up here, you have a fire on the backside of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, interesting that you would say that because I didn't know it. But anyway, let, let me actually get on with the show because I'm sure we're boring our, our, our listeners. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see the graphics, you can always uh, subscribe to our Patreon account at uh, patreon.com slash otherland dreams. And you can see... As Shell well on as fire. He, uh, yeah, you can see Lady Stars on Fire with fire coming off of her. <laughs> All right. But it it's in it, the festival for the Druids at this time was honoring the green man, the god of the forest, <laughs> offering cider, wine, herbs, and fertilizer at this time. Wiccans celebrate Wiccans celebrate the aging goddess as she passes from mother to crone and other other names that you've already heard us going over you know some of them were the second harvest some of them were the festival the wine harvest the uh feast of avalon but all different throughout the whole thing more or less there's different symbolisms and then I'm going to get into some different rituals and so to speak, but I'm going to just run down the symbolisms for you in case, <laughs> you know, you're taking notes and you don't know what some of this, these are so that you have them. There you go. Um, it's uh, obviously about balance and equality. Then it speaks to us of wine, pine cones, acorns, grains, corn, apples, pomegranates, Vines and ivy, um, dried seeds. It also speaks to us of um, benzoin, fern, grains, honeysuckle, marigold, milkweed, myrrh, passion flowers, rose, sage, solemn, solemn seal. I never heard of that one. I'm just reading Solomon's seal. Solomon's seal. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it's an herb and a lot of times a lot of times i mean as things have been passed down there are things that you know have different names you know and you have to actually look up you can google them and ask for different things right i was just trying to clarify the uh the phrasing because solemn seal versus solomon seal are two different things spell the word hold on now i'm trying to figure where it s-o-l-o-m-o-n-s solomon's Seal, then tobacco, obviously vegetables, um, bread, nuts, apples, pomegranates, other vegetables again, potatoes, carrots, and onions. <laughs> it is also the colors are red, orange, maroon, brown, gold. Some of the stones are sapphire, lapis, lapis. Lazeal. I can never get that part out. I just call it lapis 90% of the time. Lazeal. Lapis lazuli. Yeah, thank you. It just never wants to come out. Um, and yellow agate. Crazy. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then there are different activities. Like I said, I'm going to go into different kind of rituals and activities in a minute, but I'm just going to pull from this part first, which is uh, wine gatherings, um, herb and dried herb gatherings, planting of seeds, seed potting, um, walking in the woods, different kind of offerings to the harvest and the field itself. Then there is the leaving of the acorns, the pine corn, pine cones, in honor of those who have passed over. Different spell workings are about protection, prosperity, security, self-confidence, also about harmony and balance. And it's also known that in uh, Scotland and Wales, Mabin wines were poured onto the ground to honor the uh, goddess as she uh, progressed into her crone state. Yeah, I said from mother to crone. I just yeah, but I'm just saying in Wales and Scotland they would pour wine onto the ground to help celebrate. I get it. I get it. Um, there are many different ways of celebrating it, and depending on where you are in the world, would depend on how you celebrate it. Honestly, and for yourself, what works for you. And let's face it. You really got to be dedicated if you're a Welshman or a Scotsman or Scotswoman or Waleswoman to pour <laughs> your your wine or liquor on the ground because, damn, y'all like your liquor. I don't think it's just there. I think people everywhere like their liquor. I know. I was playing off a stereotype. Thanks for <laughs> busting me in the butt shops. <laughs> Well, I mean, because... And I'm from... Uh, my uh, cultural heritage is from that reason, so I'm allowed to make those statements. Okay. Yes, you can, dear. Oh, I'm just... <laughs> so somebody doesn't come at me, why are you saying that and you don't know what the fuck you're doing? Uh, I've there got... goes with that accent again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. See, because for me, I mean, it sounds like a decent enough accent for the most part. I mean, for who you are trying to pull off the accent. But I think it's funny because you bust your own chops so much and then you keep doing it. So yeah. that's why I laugh. Well, let's be honest. I don't want to offend anybody, but I kind of want to offend everybody at the same time. Yeah, well, that's you. <laughs> yeah. And because I have that blood, I'm allowed a certain to a certain degree to make those jokes. So that's also because you're an Aquarius. <laughs> What's an Aquarius got to do with anything? Okay, you guys are some of the most humanitarian people out there, but you tend to forget you're part of the human race, and you tend to think you rise above it. You don't even mean to, but you forget to insert yourself into the very subject of what you all are trying to help. See, I disagree. I tried to insert myself into as much of humanity as I'm allowed to. That doesn't mean chicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dear. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless faith is that's a lie too. You know me. I'm I'm an old softy and I'm yeah, I'm old fashioned. No. <laughs> You're very picky about it. That doesn't mean your mind and the bear inside of you doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's leave him out of this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Different ideas of rituals and ceremonies. Depending on the individual spiritual path, there are many different ways that you can celebrate. Typically... They typically the focus is on either the second har harvest aspect or the balance between the light and the dark. 
This, after all, is the time where we are speaking or dealing with equal amount of day and night. While we separate, while we celebrate the gift of earth, we also accept the soil is dying. Mm -hmm. We we have food to eat, but the crops are brown and are going dormant. Warmth is behind us. Cold lies ahead. Um, there are a few different kinds of rituals that I'll be going over. Remember, any of them can be adapted to your own solitary form, you know, practice according to what it is that you need to set up your own life within that ritual. Right. Even though that wasn't coming out right, you know, nothing ever comes out of my mouth right. So let's go on. <laughs> Setting up your... <laughs> I mean, come on. If they've been listening to us this long, they already know that I do these things. <laughs> Setting up our... Uh, how are you saying it? Since we had a big fight over how to pronounce it. Which word? Maybe I, I all of my life I want to call it Mayborn and it's not right at all. Mabin. Mabin. Okay. I don't know why I want to put an R in there. There's no R in there, but I want there to be one. <laughs> so I'm seriously, I mean <laughs> Mabin. Mabin. I always call it Mayborn. I'm like, it's Mayborn. <laughs> Like, you should just know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I, I don't get that, you know, because based here on uh, the way people speak here in America, it would be uh, Maybon. But no, it's Mabin. Well, like I said, I can't say a thing. I want to put an R in, in the word when there is or one. At the, oh, let's do it the, at the slowest way it possibly could. Mabon. Not, that sounded like you said it faster, not slower. No. Yeah, that's what I said. It's the fastest way possible. Mabin. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's Mabin. Okay. M-A-B-O-N. Mabin. I'm not even, because it's still going to go through my head is Mayborn. <laughs> Say it three times. Mabin. Mabin. And Mabin. And then in a week when we talk, watch, I'll be like, Mayborn. <laughs> we, we won't be on the air on this topic in a week. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. All right. All right. So there's the ideas of setting up your altar for Mabin or Mabin as a food altar. So you have the opportunity to do one or the other, however it is you want. You can set it up, you know, with the ideas of the different foods that we are celebrating and give thanks to the earth herself for being able to create these foods, or it can be dealing with, you know, the harvest itself, its season, and the time of balance. Gratitude. Exactly. So it depends on how you see it and what is sacred to you about how you want to celebrate it. Um, there are other, there are 10 different ways of celebrating the autumn equinox. And this is pretty much what I had pulled up was going into the 10 different ways of celebrating the equinox. Equinox. Damn it. <laughs> Obviously there is the form of just in general, in your life, finding balance and what balance means to you from light to dark, from shadow 
to soulfulness, I guess. Creation, destruction. Yeah. I mean, how it is, how is it that you want to go over, you know, understanding that very balanced and equal understanding of the world around you? Neutrality. Okay. I, I said okay, because that one I give you because I have no reason to fight with you because I know you're right and I would have never even thought of it with that word. Every once in a while, I won't fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> All right. But there is obviously the idea of coming into the balance, coming into balance within your life, coming into understanding all of the different ways, as well as, you know, the understanding of what the balance is between the light and the dark, the axis of the planet itself as it is shifting and turning and what that means. So getting into what's right with sacred with that for yourself. <laughs> honoring those dark aspects of the goddess as well, not just the light aspects. Or I guess the godding, if you don't celebrate a goddess at this time. Because there's the different ones. This is where I said in the beginning, this would be how I start seeing the horn god at this time. Coming into reawakening into my life personally. But when the horn god comes into my life, it's not about... It's about balance, but it's not about like, I don't know how else to put it. When when he starts coming into my life, it's about being in balance all the way through. And I don't ever start hearing from him until we come into the darker aspects. Because apparently when it's getting cold is when I need his assistance in my life. Right so on. That's why I said for each one of you, you have your own way of what's right and what's wrong. And I have no business telling you what's right or what's wrong. But it is about understanding the gratitude and the abundance of the season and the harvest and the time of it in general. Understanding that the balance brings the harmony of all of it. Then you could always get involved in a food drive. <laughs> a food drive is an excellent way of um, teaching your children one form of being of giving gratitude, having gratitude. You're taking, you know, all the things from the harvest right now and you're helping to pay it forward. You're helping to give out help to other people. Now, that could be a food drive. It could just be, you know, possibly baking and taking it and giving it away as well. I mean, right. you could do it the cheap and easy way and go buy the cans and give it out, you know, eh. but it's not quite the same. No. You know, if you make something and give it to your, uh, and I don't want to just give the one idea of like, take it to your elderly neighbor. No, you can take it to any neighbor or anybody that you know, anybody in your family or any one of your friends or just go take some Maybe food. Maybe it was even to work. I mean, honestly. Some people. I was literally in the middle of a sentence. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Go there ahead. was no pause <laughs> where I could say, okay, yeah, I could justify that. But no, I was literally in the middle of a fucking sentence. I love you. I love you too. Believe you, it or not. <laughs> I go do it again. Ah, okay, I'll shut up. <laughs> you can take it down to a local food shelter. You, you can, uh, as long as you're. Uh, Sharing in your harvest, which is what this har second harvest festival was about. Because it's not about, you know, uh, I'm a crafty farmer. I'm going to get some people in my fields to help me out. No, it, it, you were sharing your abundance. 
So if you're, uh, if you want to really celebrate in what the true origin of what Mabin was about, you take some of your abundance and you share it with those around you. Get some of your close friends, bring them over, just have a small party and share in your food and your wine or your lemonade or your garlic limeade, whatever it is that you've got that you want to share. That's, that's the most important thing is the sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, the taste and the flavors of Mabin are the more traditional taste and flavors of what's harvested at this point in time. But the whole concept of it and the heart behind it is sharing what you have. Yes. Other ideas are, um, picking some apples. Apples are a very excellent idea of using for this time of the season. It is connected with wisdom and it is connected with magic. The apple is itself. It is a wonderful way of bringing forth the energy of the season, but it's also can be I mean, you could be making plenty of foods with the apple. You could also be um, take the apple towards, you know, the ideas of the goddesses and stuff. There are different, there's so many different things that you could do with the apple and spending proper time with it. <clears throat> you know, the family going out to an or, what, orchard. Orchard. Yeah, and picking, if you know, if there's one near you, spending the time gathering the apples that gives you family time as well you know Mm -hmm. to spend it in a more sacred way and put it towards the holiday itself so this is there's i mean there's you can look up i'll put a post on like uh on our uh, i started to say on our youtube channel on our (laughs) (laughs) i'll post it on our um facebook Facebook page Because I started to say our other led dreams page, but that is it. But I was saying on Facebook. That is still currently in development. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'll pace, uh, I'll, I'll place. I'm working 50 hours a week. I don't have that much time. Exactly. <laughs> I'll place a lot of this other information that you could do with, you know, apples and a whole bunch of different stuff on there. But I didn't want to post it on there until after we actually did the show. Right. Plain and simple. So, apples is a good way of of, you know, adding to this energy and the celebration, counting your blessings. It is time to be thankful as well as time to be giving. It is a time to take your fortune, to not take your fortune for granted, to be thankful for what you have and gratitude for what has been given to you, just like the harvest for what has been able to mature and grow for you to harvest. And that doesn't just mean in the way of your crops. That means in your way of your life. If you really take a better Mm -hmm. look at it, you start realizing what you have harvested in your life, what you've nurtured and made grow. So finding gratitude. What do you have in your life at this point in time that you did not have prior? Exactly. New, New friends, new acquaintances, you know. New job, you know, all different kinds of things. Or things that you may have also thankfully lost. Right. I don't have to deal with a dickhead down there at X, XYZ job anymore because I got this new one and I'm, and I'm no longer stressed. It's so great. I enjoy it. Thank you. I'm gra- I'm full of gratitude. <laughs> oh, I, I'm coming to clarity now. <laughs> there is also honoring the darkness. Um, honoring the darkness because sometimes there really can be no light. 
Sometimes you have to go through. No, 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 no. I was going to go into a soulful point instead of an earthly point, but go ahead. No, this is a, and you always uh, misunderstand me on this. It's not just an earthly point. It's a soulful point too. There can be no light without darkness and no darkness without light. It's not a duality thing. It's a yin yang. Yes, but sometimes you need to only be experiencing the darkness that you have not been allowing yourself to experience. That's why I said honoring the darkness from within. Oh, you really, you want him to growl? <laughs> Do you want him to growl? I mean, come on. No. No. <laughs> you know, everyone thinks it's, it's, uh, you know, light is good, dark is bad. You can't have light without darkness. You can't have left without right. You can't have up without down. I mean, you can have false darkness and false light, though, also. Yes, you can. You better put that into context. <coughs> Otherwise, I'm calling <coughs> shenanigans. No, there are things that are of the light, but not necessarily in the right timing for you. That doesn't mean they're not. And of then the there are things that are of the darkness that are of timing for you. Meaning sometimes without going through the proper channels, the proper levels of darkness, you're not going to get to the light. It's like going through a tunnel. You have to go all the way through the tunnel in order to get to the light. Yeah, but that doesn't make them false light or false darkness. That's just a matter of perspective. Okay, what I'm trying to get at is... is you, it is always a positive. It is. You should always try to be as positive as you can. You should always try to look on the brighter side. These are what I'm saying about false light. You can only, I tell people all the time when I'm dealing with them in the way of our own, our own shamanic work, when I'm explaining to them, I'm like, if you're going out there spitting out fake, fake light, fake happiness, fake truths because you're trying to convince yourself of it mm -hmm. the energy already knows so does your higher self already knows you're full of fucking shit right so there's false light you could go out trying to be happy and talk yourself into these things but the fact is is until you start to truly have gratitude for it and truthfully mean it from the heart and soul you're trying to talk yourself into something you know you don't yet believe in so therefore it won't serve you in any way I don't believe that to be false light. I believe that to be false projection. Okay, I can see it that way. Because to put it in the, the phrase of false light is meaning that the light itself is not real. Now, what that is, that is false manifestation. That is false projection. It is, has nothing to do with the light or the darkness or the left or the right or the up or the down or the yin or the yang. Because those are there and interwoven you know, it's like love and hate. Mm -hmm. you know, the border between the two is very fucking thin. Doesn't mean one's right, doesn't mean one's wrong. But when you look at it from the aspect of the holiday we're looking at too, we're coming into the darker time of year, the colder time of year. Right. That does not mean that when one is in their darker aspects, they're in a darker spot, that they aren't still in a light. 
that that just means right. they're not like that's what I was trying to get at is that they're not necessarily Okay, you projecting. took a really really you decided to go to the south part of town over to the west side of town and a diagonal part back north. Oh, what well, let's find the ghetto. Let's go through the ghetto and do figurations <laughs> through the ghetto. <laughs> But my point is, and as you're doing figure eights to the ghetto, you following me? You know where I'm at? I'm like, no. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? What I'm trying to say is, sometimes you have to be in the dark in order to find the balance, and sometimes you can't be the most positive person because sometimes you need to feel your darker aspects so that you can get right with self to get back to that happy brighter, truthful person, which is part of going through this time of the season, the colder, the darker side, which is something I've said a thousand times on the show is you can't know light without darkness or darkness without light. You can't know up without down. You can't know left without right. I'm not denying that, but I'm saying sometimes yeah, I know. you you're, need you're, to you're, be more in the other one than the other. It's you're, not you're, always a balance. You're more long winded. Yeah. I love you too. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I know you can't have one with the other but when, without the other but what I'm trying to get at is sometimes honoring the darkness means you literally have to be in the darkness I could I could argue you uh, this all day because it, it's literally that easy no, it's not. Yeah, Sometimes it you is. have to get to your darker aspects. You have to get to the bottom. You the said fucking root of shit. Your phrasing was honor your darker aspects. You can't honor the darker aspects without knowing the light, your light aspects at the same time. Therefore, one cannot exist without the other. You must know one and the other in order to truly appreciate the darker aspects as well as the light aspects. Okay, I'll give you that part. You know what? Fuck off. Mic drop. <laughs> but my point still stands. You must be in your darkness in order to start actually working through. It's bullshit. <laughs> All right. Next. <laughs> Wrong. But okay. Go ahead. Get Here. This would make you happy. Get back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> Fall is here. It is the time to return to nature before it starts to feel like it is dead. And the hen of the woods are starting to pop, y'all. Yeah, I need to get him out to the woods, seriously. <laughs> no, not like that. He needs to go find his mushroom. <laughs> I'm starting to twitch. <laughs> um, take the family out for a nature walk. Enjoy some um, sightseeing. Sis, sis, take me out on a nature walk. Yeah, I need to. I want a mushroom hunt. <laughs> you know, get out and spend some time with nature before it gets to where there's no leaves left and it's too cold and you don't really want to be out as much anyway because now you are in the darker time of the year. So this is the time to enjoy what is still left of it and enjoy what, you know, what is fallen. The earth has given you from its natural falling, like the acorns or the pine cones. I have a big connection with pine cones. So, I mean, this is a perfect time, you know, for, for that, if that's your thing or collecting things along this line, this is the perfect time for collecting, you know, those nuts 
and those those nuts, those acorns, those different, you know, fuck right off. Those different ideas of all of this energy right now. This is the time to add it to your altar. You know, if you want, I'm done talking to you all together. I swear to God. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and another way is by telling timeless stories that you've heard of this time of the year and celebrating, you know, passing down the different history and the stories that you know, celebrating it with your family, getting outside, you know, maybe telling the stories, maybe having a campfire. You know, maybe some of them are scary stories. Some of them are positive stories. It doesn't matter. There's still, we all, we all have different history, you know, uh, that we know in campfire stories, da, 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 ancestor stories, you know, that go with different times of the year and whatnot, especially the more you are with your own specific spiritual path, the deeper it goes. So the more that you are understanding of these things, spending time, you know, remembering, reminiscing over them. Then there's also raising your energy or raising some energy. Um, there is a, it's a perfect time for, you know, making sure you're getting back into that positive energy, getting back into expressing it while, you know, you still have the time before we are in the cold energy. Um, and you feel like you're more cooped up because let's face it, when it's cold, nobody wants to be outside quite as much. Not so much. Exactly. So this is the perfect timing of expressing that, celebrating it, having the time. Maybe you want to, like I said, campfires. Maybe you want to do drum circles. You know, there's different things, drum circles, you know, magical circles, you know, rituals that bring you together at this time of the year, you know, and, and spending that time raising your energy together. Or just sitting around a fire with a friend who's got a guitar and, you know, they strum and you all sing together. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't have to necessarily be about the holiday. It no. It could just be about enjoying each other in life. What it's about that's is what it's all about. Camaraderie. Right. And then you have for number nine, you also are speaking of celebrating the hearth and the home, as well as cleansing it, smudging it, keeping it clean as you start to bring the indoors, the outdoors in. Mm -hmm. because i mean think about it you're coming into the holiday holiday season then we start putting the wreaths on the door you start making either christmas trees or you know the yule logs you're bringing stuff in from outside right. so that it comes with you with well, along with this energy it's a perfect time to take the time and and cleanse the house you know using yeah, whatever but, it is that you use because as you bring in these uh, artifacts from outside they're bringing in stuff with them. So you already want the house clean. So you already know where the source of the parasites and the bugs are. That way you can eliminate them quick. Exactly. And another way of celebrating this time of the year, obviously the one from the website that I was pulling up was celebrating the vine gods. But I would put it more, like I said, for me, I get more of the horn gods energies starting to come in at this time. So whatever gods it would be that speak to you of this energy or whatever it is, source energy about that which would be speaking to you of what this time is, the balance of the harvest, the equinox, 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 you know, would be what you would, you know, start to celebrate and honor. See, I'm trying to figure out why, why the uh, horn God keeps coming up for you. Because he shifts as the change, he shifts as the change 
for me, starts out as more like the green, the green man. Yeah, and we'll always dis- uh, disagree on that aspect that the green man is not the horn god. Yes, but for me, he is. So this is what I'm saying. The way he comes through for me, he shifts. He does not stay one god. He shifts through. So for me, he shifts as he sw- he shifts as he shifts through the year. So I will have him with me now until about February. Okay. In what aspect? Death and rebirth. Okay. What form? All of it. I mean, literally, when I'm saying death and rebirth, You're he not, comes no, to me. Not what and, he represents. Form. Uh, 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 crap. Um, goat man. Goat man. <laughs> goat. Part goat, part man. Are you talking? God. Yeah, and uh, I'm assuming you mean Pan. Pan is what the one who I would see most of the time as who I'm seeing it. Okay. But I leave him as the horn god because different people look at them in different aspects. Yeah, okay. See, now I'm going to disagree with you. You can. This isn't your life. This is mine. I know. <laughs> But we've had issues in the past where I'm agreeing with you and you think I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm stating this flat out. I'm disagreeing with you. So, you know, if you want to have a rebuttal, here it comes. So if you want to use an aspect of the horned god, which there's multiple quote unquote horned gods that have been used throughout, uh, throughout history. Mm -hmm. One specific to this time that would make sense is Cornunos. Yeah, I knew that's where you were going to go. Why? Let's see if you can come up with a reason. I can't give you right off the top of my head. He, he, see, but I see him very closely to Pan. Not at all. In the way of my imaging. And that's my imaging. Research the two gods and you'll figure it out pretty quick. But the reason why Cornunos over pan at this point of year is Cornunos is depicted with deer antlers. So is pan. No. I'm going to have deer antlers all year. Uh, pan is not predict, uh, not, pre- not predicted, depicted with deer antlers. Pan has always got the little more rams. Yeah. The more rams horns. Cornunos will have rams horns sometimes, Always deer antlers. Sometimes it's uh, both. You know, that, that's a good one for me to give thought into. Because I do believe that might change and throughout you, the year. And you know what uh, happens at this point of time of the year? The deer's going to rut. All right. Which is why Kununos actually... <laughs> over pan. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because apparently... Whoever is in the room that the spirit is saying it also has to do with fertility. Yeah, rut. Do you know what rut is? All I know is a giant dick just popped up in front of me. <laughs> yeah, that's what rut is. Deers are a f- starting to fuck right now. Well, alrighty then. Like I said, all I know is what just happened. I was like, well, alrighty then. <laughs> so, okay, I can see where Kanonos. Because Cornunos. That's what I thought I said. Not even close. Cornunos. Cornunos. That's what I said. Yeah, your E was a little off, but okay. 
I love you for your anal retentiveness. It's hard to be anal retentive if you don't have an anus. Alrighty, anyway. <laughs> but um, uh, anybody who can uh, quote the movie or uh, name the movie I just quoted, uh, send it to Hill Hippie, H I L L H I P P I E, at fxbgpr.com, and you will get your suggestion of choice to the move to the front of the line for our episodes. <laughs> right on. Because <laughs> that is literally a movie quote. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. I mean, but like I said, I mean, at this time of the year, I, he does shift and change throughout the whole year. I just, in my mind, it's like he's there until we get into summer. And then as, as we're, as we're reblooming, he fades and I don't see him again until it starts to get cold again. And he follows me through the whole time, but he, I think he does shift and change. So maybe it starts off with Cardenas. I just matured all of them together into one for my own. Making it easier for myself and be a little lazy about it. There's the truth. <laughs> well, there's so many trying to keep up with him. <laughs> So I just, I figure I just combine them anyway because they all end up. Nah, no, they really don't. In a form, in the way, you just don't know the way my head works. And you should understand that by knowing me. I know how to dissect it, pull it apart and tell it, no, no, that's not right. But, you know, you know me <laughs> and my love of the forest and the way I deep dive on shit. And Kernunos being, if I was to believe in a deity and want to worship one, he would be the one I would want to worship. How much I've gone into this. Yes, because you've done a whole hell of a lot of research on him. Mm-hmm. But you haven't given any kind of that respect to anybody else. Right. So, you know, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't think but anyone... He's come to me in my dreams a couple times. I don't think any one of the gods is right. I don't... Th or anything like that. I... You want to understand where I, uh, what I believe in? Learn Einstein's theory of relativity. That is the most basic start point. Yeah, basic start point. Understand Hilarious. relativity. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a fucking tough thing to wrap your head around. <laughs> well, see, I mean, I'm just saying, I think that they all have a part in helping us understand different aspects of ourselves as we mature and grow that we may not necessarily be able to dissect and understand mm -hmm. if, and I don't want to say if it wasn't for them, but they have ways of helping us see and understand these parts that we necessarily wouldn't get to if it wasn't for them. Right. And my whole point is, you know, they may or may not exist. I cannot say definitively, Oh, they, they don't exist or they do exist. I'd rather play on the side of caution and not, oh, you know what? I like this aspect of uh, Jesuits or Jesus of those of you from who are in the modern day Christianity. And I like this part of Buddhism and I like this part of Taoism and I like this part from uh, Greco-Roman mythology. So let's take part Pan, part Jesuits, part Buddha this philosophy of Taoism and put it all together. And so 
now Pan is going to do this at this point of the year and this at this point of the year and this and this point of the year. No, there's there is no historical reasoning to do that. So I'd rather pay <clears throat> homage to the original cultures and their ideas and not mesh shit together. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I get it. I mean, I get where you're coming from. But it sounds to me more like you look at it as picking and choosing. Am I hearing you wrong? I, yes and no. Okay, see. The, from- the picking and choosing aspect that you just heard was a oversimplification. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, that's why I'm asking. Because I know from knowing you, I know how you look at the idea of the gods. And that's why I was asking this because, like I said, I per- I know you on a personal level, you know, and how you view it versus your shamanism, your spirituality, and, like you just said, re- re- relativity. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I know you do a lot of it from the thinking aspect, from the logical aspect, but you do add heart and soul to it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say you don't. But for me, I don't see it when I see them or I'm dealing with them, I don't see them as picking and choosing. I see them as this is their message at this time, period, no matter who and what they are. As, uh, when I uh, s- Okay, so maybe it should be phrased differently then. The message of, you know, instead of seeing, uh, you know, it starts off as Kronunos and it morphs into Pan, so I, I start receiving Kernunos messages and then those messages transform into pan messages versus saying that the two gods are transforming from one to the other. You know what I'm saying? The messages change, but not the gods themselves. Therefore, the original homage to the gods and the cultures that they came from is still held in this is one and this is this, but the messages are change, moving and flowing. Uh, yeah, I can get with that. Because, like I said, I'm not trying to disrespect you or or say that you're right or wrong. Right. How you see something is your way. I mean, it's like I tell people when I do the videos I put out every week. I'm like, look, if I'm being given a message from Jesus, from Peter, you know, you know, in the Bible, and then at the very same time I'm being given from Lord Shiva, you're getting all three. Right. <laughs> I'm like, and you're you know, getting all three, and I have no care about what time of year it is. This is what I'm getting. And see, for me, it's just as, uh, you know, it's just like, okay, you can give all three of those, and, eh, what? Oh, wait. I'm helping you understand how the, I've already said it, how the flow works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not everybody understands how the flow works. So people, especially those who are not quite awakened or freshly awakened, and they hold on to these concrete ideas of what things are and what things should be. And they've got these concepts. They might be put off by them. Yeah. And, you know, so some sometimes just that clarification comes in handy. Yeah, and I can understand that. I mean, I can definitely understand that because some people don't necessarily. Yes and no. Some people, I know, we need to get on to the other. Some people don't take 
you know, the changing or the shifting of the idea as well. However, like when I'm doing a reading and spirit comes through, they really don't give a fuck. <laughs> they really don't. They're like, um, this is what you need to hear yeah, and too fucking bad. That's where you have to give a fuck. To a point. Because sometimes spirit comes through and is saying it in such a way of helping me as the medium also understand who exactly and what I'm dealing with. And I don't mean the God or the image that's coming through. They're helping me understand but the person I'm dealing with and what their aspects are going to be. Also, you have to understand the flow. You do this. have to understand the flow, but sometimes they're also saying, hey, guess what? This is what needs to be said. This is what the situation is. And this person here that you're dealing with, yeah, they're an asshole about it. And they're not going to get it because they haven't matured or woken up and come into this level yet. So you're going to see them in a different way. And you're going to have to deal with it this way in order to give that information. And as a medium, we have to learn, like you said, the flow. There you go. But that doesn't mean that when we're trying to give that guidance over to someone that they understand it. But it, understanding the flow makes it easier to translate versus the hard crunch i guess what i'm trying to say is is if i baby step it if i sugar coat it if i'm being like i said if i was given jesus you know an egyptian god and a hindu osiris god, yeah okay if i was given all of no, this no, no, mixed, let's make it let's make it even more interesting anubis Okay, and, but you get what I'm saying. And then, what? I don't know. There's a crocodile god, you know, from them too. I'm like, if I got all three of them coming in, if I sugarcoat the energy and the conversation that I'm being told to give you because you need to be pampered. Sugarcoat? If somebody, okay, look, there are those people who won't believe they're pagan. They only want to believe in the pagan gods. Jesus could have nothing to do with them, you know, because he's not a pagan guy, you know. And then there are those who are Catholic and no, no, would have no, nothing no, to no, do. No, no. It's a Christian faith person. Jesuits, Osiris, and what was the third one? Say it was a Hindu god. Who knows? Ganesh. Okay. All right. So, you can't give the name of Ganesh or Osiris. Wrong. Okay. If you do, you can't give it. I'm sorry. You, it's not that you can't. If you do, you're going to alienate your client. No. That's the difference between me and everyone else or some other ones. This is the conversation we had today with me and okay. a couple mediums. Would you stop fucking up my hypothetical? I'm trying to give you a situation. <laughs> Previous points made. Person of Christian belief. Jesuit, Osiris, Ganesh. Does understanding the flow between these different gods and not trying to mesh them make it easier for you to understand and put that message into one that could be described through Jesuit versus, well, he's moving into this form, which is moving into this form, which is going to Make your client go, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out. Then they need to be out. They're not ready to hear what I have to say. That's the way I see it. Or are you not ready to give the message? 
Because sometimes, no, I sometimes will state, the way the sometimes the way the message is given is just as important as the message itself. You're absolutely right. But I will state, I'll be like, okay, look, I have this God, this God, and this God showing up, or Jesus, this God, and this God, and I will state, look, I don't know what your beliefs are. I cannot promise that this is exactly right. All I know is this is the way they choose to give it to me to give it to you. So this is what I am giving you. And I will state what that means from each one. And you can take that however you want. Because that is what they gave me. But I state it to them when I give it to them. That this is what I'm being given. Because I am not going to try to turn Ganesh into Jesus. Because they need the pampering. It's not going to happen. It's not that hard. No, it's not going to happen. It's not that hard then they will be going to another medium. And that's the difference between an Aquarius and a Leo. Because <laughs> to me, it's like, okay, that <laughs> the jumps are so easy, it's not even funny. But my but point you're, is... You're is like, this, fuck you, I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly, because my point is, is if they chose to give it to me that way, there was a reason. How dare I go and say that that's not a good enough... Let me change your reasoning, because I know better than you. Because... But, but, I'm not the one giving the information. They are. But they're giving you the giving you the information mm -hmm. in a way that you can best understand. And you, as the medium, is the one who translates to the recipient. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, they're going to communicate to you in the way that's going to work best for you. That does not necessarily mean it's what's uh, best for the person receiving the message. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to use my own work, uh, my own work life in this because <laughs> I don't like working with people who don't speak English mm -hmm. at all. I will receive a message from the owner of my company saying, hey, have this guy do this. And I'll go over knowing this guy doesn't speak much English, but I can speak enough Spanish to make him understand. The message was given to me in one way. As the medium, I'm going to translate it in a way that he can understand. I get that. But what I'm saying, too, is, is if they gave me, it's not up to me to go, I know more than you. Because if they wanted me to give you that information, they would have given me that information. It's not saying I know more than you. It's how you translate it to the one that you're giving the message to. It's not, has nothing to do with, I know more than the divine or spirit. It's how the message is delivered. Well, yes and no. I mean, in some forms, because sometimes, you know, this could mean this, this, or this. And I'll be like, all right, so this is what's being given to me. And you have this, this, and this. It could be one of these three things. And then I give them that information. However, again, that's the difference. I give the readings. I know what I'm. Ha I know how it's meant to give for me. You'll know how it's meant for you to do it. Again, it's a, a Leo versus an Aquarius thing. <laughs> and with that, get into astrology. We're way over. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up. Uh, okay. First off, phrasing. 
Well, anyway, first off, I mean, let me. there's not much to say about astrology because a lot of it is the same this week. The energy is definitely building. It is all building up to the full moon that is going to take place on the 14th slash 15th. Um, it's always a three-day full moon, so it's actually 13, 14, 15, but 14th is your main day. And then on the 18th, you have Saturn, which is going to go direct. So all of this energy is building up to these days. Spirit gives me um, Jebo right off the bat, which is the gift, the gifting price. It is the price of the gift and the exchange of it. It focuses on hospitality or... Um, feeling like the hostage. If you are feeling like the hostage, you're having a problem with the hospitality. You're having a problem with the give and take. You're, you're, it's more ego versus the give and take, you know, ego versus soulfulness. It is the giving and the receiving. It is the gift and its very obligations. It is honoring those contracts and understanding what those contracts are. It is one's given word. It speaks to you also of sexual magic. Um, and receiving graciously. But most of all, it reminds you, Jebo does, that life itself is a gift. And you should first and foremost remember that. Now, that has a lot to do with what you're going to be feeling in the energies of the T-square and where I have Jebo actually in the astrology. Jebo is in the astrology from where Pluto and from Saturn are coming down and crossing into obligate not obligation and opposition with the north node and the north node is still in the same degree as the Sirius star so this is god's consciousness this is everything you need to learn about yourself from your higher self your god's consciousness about your karmic self the home and who and what you are your inner emotional security and where it is speaking to the outer world of those roles walls and boundaries and where they need to shift versus where they are not shifting so that you can set new rules, walls, and boundaries. All of this energy is going to be powering up, like I said, in ways of fighting with you inside so that you have to see what you need to understand in order to make the shifts from now until that Saturn goes retrograde. In fact, it's still going to be doing it after it, but it's definitely building up until the 18th when you have Saturn going retrograde. At the same time, part of that Jebro energy is um, it's Neptune in Pisces, that universal 12th house coming over to all of the energy in Aquarius, not in Aquarius, in Virgo. We've had a whole lot of Virgo going on and we're about to end Virgo season and begin Libra season. So these energies are crisscrossing each other right now. Neptune is not getting along. Neptune in that universal 12th house, speaking to your inner sacral chakra of Lilith, talking to you about your inner temptress and your inner sexuality, speaking up and making a for, making a change within your rules, your walls, not your rules, your walls, your, uh, well, your rules, your walls, your boundaries within these routines. How are you shifting them so the routines of your life serve you? Your health, your diet, your daily tasks, what you consume of people, places, and thing, things, energy in general. And as this energy shifts into Libra, you know, you have, um, it's, it's going to stay within that, uh, Jebo energy. So all week, this energy and most of the month, this energy is building to make you see the shifts that you are not making. However, you have the full moon on the 
14th and the 15th. The full moon, like I said, is in opposition with this very energy as it goes from Virgo into Libra. You're going to have Mercury and Venus going into Libra the same day as the full moon. The full moon takes place in Pisces. However, a few hours into the day, it will be shifting into uh, Aries. So you're going to have like an end of a cycle, a beginning of a cycle happening with this full moon. Full moons are all about what you need to release, surrender, and let go. But it's going into that universal fifth house, sixth house, and seventh house, you know, as Mercury and Venus move from Virgo into Libra, asking you, you know, are the routines in your life healthy? Are the routines in your life, you know, serving you? The people, places, things, the daily activities of what you do within these very routines and the habits that you keep, as well as the energy of these people and their habits. Are they serving you in the relationships in your life? And are they healthy for you? Because that sensitivity is coming out of Virgo and going into Libra, the very same day of the full moon. The sun will be moving in next week, which will be making this energy start to shift into relationship zone where it's been in routines of yourself. Now it's going to be looking about back ex exteriorly, outwardly. And my mouth is not working. But anyway, it's definitely asking you, where are you not getting right with what is hidden, your skeletons hidden in the closet? What is it that you aren't healing about your inner sacral chakra? What is it that you're not being able to come into your power about? What is it that you still question, you know, the ability to believe in yourself for and feel good about yourself about? Because that is what's stepping in the way of making the right decisions within the routines and the relationships that you keep. Are you coming into the power of standing and knowing yourself and believing in yourself and actually making a healing? Or are you about to take four steps back and have to do the cycle all over again because you did not learn it and you'll be starting to make the wrong relationships in your life? You'll be acknowledging this over the next month. Now, these energies are definitely not getting along with Jupiter all month long, and that is got Ceres coming right up on it. This is karma. Karma coming up on it with uh, nurturing or neglecting your higher self. Are you nurturing or neglecting your higher self? Because Jupiter in Sagittarius is that ninth house asking you to get right with what your higher self is saying. And it's not getting along with that universal 12th house or that universal 6th house, as well as it won't be getting along with it as they shift into uh, Aries and into Libra. So this is asking you directly, are you keeping the same patterns and you're not changing? Are you trying to make the healing and are you stepping out of the comfort zone and truly starting to believe in yourself in ways that you did not know you could because you're starting to be able to be creative enough to get past what you've always known about yourself? If you're able to do that, you'll find yourself changing these routines, changing the people in your life, changing the relationships and finding them becoming more harmonious. If not, I'm sorry, guys, but they're about to get a whole lot worse. I love you. With that being said, that's the end of this week. And like you said, you got a lot of power going on between now and October. October is going to be a big month. So please believe in yourself. Love you. <laughs> May all your journeys be safe ones.
Bye. Bye. Wait a minute. That's not what that's supposed to be at. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Uh, I pay for an engineer for a reason. <laughs>